guess what day it is. It's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Best of Adam's Podcast. That's like the coolest thing I ever heard. Hello, boys and girls, men and women. People of all sizes and shapes. Today's Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It's time for Pastor Adam's Podcast. But also, it's Wednesday the 10th of January, which means a happy birthday is in order. My buddy Will, uh, unfortunately he's not feeling great right now, a little under the weather, but uh, uh, prayers that he's feeling better soon and he gets back to feeling great. Uh, And speaking of birthdays, mine's tomorrow, you know, big news. Um, And as usual, this is the week I get emails and texts from all the places, you know, that I've signed up for rewards, programs, stuff like that. Specifically from like fast food type places. And I got a bit of a problem with it. And here's why. You sign up for these and you put in your birthday and it's like you're going to get a birthday gift. You know, something nice. But is it ever? No. Here's why. Here's an example. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a rewards member at Cinnabon. And from them... I got an email saying, "Here's your, redeem your free gift. I'm like, ugh, Cinnabon, the most delicious thing on earth. I can't wait. I open it up, and I get a free cold brew. A free cold brew. Can I get a freaking cinnamon roll? You're, you're Cinnabon. Send me, tell me I can get a free Cinnabon. The thing that I want from Cinnabon is a cinnamon roll. Everybody, that's what you want. Would it make, would it bankrupt you to give me a cinnamon roll on my birthday? I don't, I don't want a cold brew. I don't even drink coffee unless it's from the greatest coffee establishment on earth called Poorly Grounded, right here, Monk's Corner. So, it's a little frustrating. Oh, and from Chipotle, just got one of those today. Uh, did they give me a free burrito like I want? Nope. How about a free bowl? Nah, not that either. I got a gift of a free guacamole. Come on, man, just give me a burrito. Is that too much to ask for? Apparently it is. I I just don't understand. If I owned some kind of establishment, you're famous for something, you send that one thing out. You don't give a side, a drink. That's fine. Just get the thing that someone wants, and then they'll pay the extra for all the other stuff. It's not a hard concept. You know, I'd rather you just not offer me anything than these ridiculous side items. It's very frustrating. Or... uh. Or here's another one that I get. These are more for like from restaurants. Uh, they're like, hey, I, we know you like this one thing. You can come in and get that for free. And I'm like, sweet. And then they're like, if you buy another one. Well, that's not a gift. That's just a, a buy one, get one free deal. Like I, I don't want to buy. I just want to get the thing for free because it's my birthday. And I signed up for member. And I have to deal with your texts. I have to deal with your emails. All this stuff. Because I don't even really go there all that often. I think for all that trouble, you should at least give me a free thing. That's all I'm saying. I, but I got I digress. Uh, quick, quick update on a couple things from a few Wednesdays ago. Well, since we're talking about food, you know, I... I had talked about a bunch of food, like uh, things that have been discontinued from, you know, my life. Things that I like that I used to get at the grocery store that are no longer there. And my friend Ryan heard me talking about uh, uh, me liking SpaghettiOs with Franks. And so he did a little research of his own. 
and found they are indeed discontinuing them, and he sent me a petition that I can sign, which I did. Because, how did, man, you're getting rid of my SpaghettiOs with Frank's little piece of my childhood is dying right there. So I filled it out, and I'm asking all of you, my loyal listeners, my army of fans, go out there, sign that petition. Google it. SpaghettiOs with Frank's petition. You'll find it. Do something good today. Uh, but in some, on some better news, you know, that's, that's a bummer, but on better news, uh, I was able to get my great value sourdough. All of a sudden it's back at Walmart. Maybe Walmart heard the podcast and they're like, man, we better get that back in stores for Pastor Adam or we're going to be in real trouble. And I, and I like their, uh, I like their uh, ambition to do that. So, um, that, that's the good news. Oh, and let's not forget this. Uh, As you're listening to me right now, I survived the big storm of 2024 here in the Charleston area. Got a little dicey. It was raining. We had had two or three gusts of wind. Uh, The other day I was told I could work from home because this big storm was bearing down. Schools were closed. Government offices were closed. People were panicking. They go to the grocery store. Let's stock up on stuff. There's a storm coming. It was crazy. Stay off the roads. Staying home. Batting down the hatches. Like I said, we have it. We had a little bit of rain. And I think I counted two or three gusts of wind. Even even my dog Millie, the basset, she was looking outside at the rain. And she's like, So can I go outside? I'm like, I guess. And then I took her, you know, I let her go out. She doesn't really care about rain. She's one of the weird dogs that's like goes out and stands in the rain's like, huh. Weird, but um, she's out there. I had to get her to come in. I'm like, Millie, come in, and she's like, I'm it's fun out here. And I go, This is a terrible storm, we're all gonna die, we could perish tonight. And she's like, She gave me a little, like, Are we? And I was like, nah, No, we're not. We laughed, we're like, Ah, so yeah. But here's the thing uh, all these reports of mega storms that happened around here in the last four years that I've been here end up being nothing. And I'm, and I'm thinking, shouldn't there be some sort of accountability? Like, I don't want to listen to these reports every year and then blow them off and then, you know, the entire city is wiped out. This would be like, this is kind of like the the boy who cried wolf and the news are the boy and, and we're the people that keep running. Oh, what did they decide to do this? Eventually, we're not going to listen to them and then something bad's going to happen. And I just feel like there should be a little bit of accountability. Let's not cry wolf. I mean, and then I say that to people and they're like, yeah, but it could have been bad. Sure. But you know what? The super volcano at Yellowstone could blow, erupt at any moment, kill all of us. But we're not hiding in our house every single day. It's just, I don't know. Been telling me for years uh, about these terrible storms and, and nothing's happened and your credibility is shot. Not that I want a big storm. I don't. But I was just, I was expecting more. And, and speaking of expecting more and not getting it, let's talk Philadelphia Eagles for a minute, can we? Uh, here at my church, there's, there's a disturbing amount of Philly Eagles fans, uh, which is gross, I know. And I've had to endure watching them come every Sunday wearing their dumb Eagles jerseys and green paraphernalia week in and week out throughout the season. 
And I'm like, uh, first of all, I'm like, can we class it up a little bit? We're at church on Sunday. Can we leave the trash jersey at home? Can we can we give God our best? Is that too hard? Is that too hard to do? Can we dress up a little bit for God? Apparently not. Can't do it. Uh, but if you've been keeping track, the Eagles have been on a bit of a losing streak. I mean, no, no big deal. They just lost five of their last six games. Well, that kind of left the door open for the Cowboys, you know, America's team. Uh, to go ahead, handle their business, grab that number two seed, win the NFC East, uh, which means uh, playoffs at home, home games in the playoffs. And we, meaning the Cowboys, because I'm a part of it, have the Packers coming to Dallas, which I feel pretty confident in, right? And, and the Eagles play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which, if we're being honest, also a trash team. And they may end up winning. They may beat the the Eagles that everybody says is so great at the beginning of the year. And then the Lions play the Rams, who I believe the Rams are going to win. They're dangerous. And then they're going to end up playing San Francisco, who has the number one speed seed. And that means the Cowboys will play the winner of the Eagles and Bucks, which I'm I think will be the Bucks. And and I I'm pretty confident they can beat either Bucks or the Eagles. That's fine. And and then here's where it gets real interesting. If the Rams go to the 49ers, and beat them, which I think they can. They have a pretty good team. They end up coming to Dallas for the NFC Championship game. And Dallas averages 40 points at home. That's what we do. We're good at home. That gives us home field advantage, a path to the Super Bowl. And, I mean, I think this could happen. And I'm pretty excited. But the reason, I know a lot of you are probably like, ugh, are we listening? Are we talking, we talking sports right now? Right. The reason I want to talk about the NFL playoffs wasn't just because I was excited about my Cowboys, which I am, but because it relates to Pastor Eric's message he gave this past Sunday here at Point North. Now, I know if you don't go to Point North, you don't know what he talked about. Well, I'm about to tell you. Um, he talked about the difference between a fan and a follower. A little bit of sports in there, some some Taylor Swift talk he did about the fandom and all that. And I was thinking about it for a while, the, specifically the sports fandom, right? And... uh one of the reasons people don't talk about their faith in public or with their friends or neighbors or whatever like that or their coworkers is they don't want to offend them. They don't want to come off a certain way, you know, be that guy or that gal that, you know, talks about it, right? But thinking about most guys and girls who love their teams, whether it be NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, college sports, whatever. In that setting, we have no problem being, you know, aggressive and confrontational. I mean, when I first meet someone for the first time and I find out they like a certain team, like the Eagles or the Giants or the Commanders, it's somebody in our division or, God forbid, if they are baseball fans like the White Sox, like I go after them right away. It's no, it's no problem for me to attack. I mean, if I meet a guy and he's from Chicago, I almost immediately go, all right, before we go any farther, Cubs or Sox? And if he says Sox, then I have something to say. I'm like, really? Why? Were you dropped on your head as a baby? Do you have some past trauma you haven't gotten over? Um, I have to take into account his judgment. Uh, that's... I, I, Absolutely terrible. 
Um, his life decision making comes into question, all sorts of stuff like that. And I ask if he, and then then after a while, I'm like, so so do you go to you go watch the Sox play and and you know at what is it called Guaranteed Rate Field or whatever. And then we both just laugh together because <laughs> they're like, do you go to the game? He's like, you know, I don't. Nobody goes to the games. We don't show up and support our teams. Uh, so it's it's it turns pretty pretty funny there. Or if I meet a a, a person and uh, a football fan, and he asks me who I like, and I say I'm a Cowboys fan. Normally, if they're not a Cowboys fan, which you know happens a lot, they they start trashing my team and they call them the cowgirls. And I'm like, well, if you call them the cowgirls, I've never heard that before. It's so original. Oh God, you are you are a card. Uh, and then they find out, you know, and then I find out what team they like. And regardless of how I feel, I start disparaging them. And, and it's a whole thing that we go through. Like, for instance, Pastor Eric. Love him. He's great. He's from the Cleveland area. He likes the Browns. And I sometimes like to tease him about his team. And I don't even care about the Browns. I don't dislike them, whatever. Actually, I'm kind of rooting for them this year because they have a pretty good story. But I'm like, how are you a Browns fan? It's the Browns. And when I think of the Browns, I'm like, hey, honey, I'm going to need that scrub brush because the toilet, it's got the Browns. You know, um, I mean, the team is named after shades of a color, Browns. Do they have a logo? No, it's just a patch of actually. Okay, so if you go and Google Cleveland Browns images, I'll do that and I'll post it up right up here. Cleveland Brown images, here's what comes up. And then you'll see a whole lot of orange, not brown, a whole bunch of orange. So it's pretty weird. It's weird. And and that's who you're, you're, I mean, I don't know. But in the midst of all of that harassment and teasing, you know, we are getting along. We're bonding. We're, we're forming a connection. But for some reason, it's only sports that we kind of take that approach. And I was thinking, what if you're hanging out at a, at a neighbor's barbecue? You don't know him very well, whatever. And someone said, oh, hey, this is Adam. He's a pastor. And then someone's like, uh-oh, holy roller coming your way. Bible thumper in the house. And I was like, ah, oh, there's that heathen we all heard about. How, how is it drinking from the teat of Satan? Is that good? Did you sacrifice any animals lately to Lucifer, you sinner? Like, we could do these things. Uh, I, I would find it pretty funny. Um, but... A lot of people get offended and hurt and upset and probably wouldn't get invited back to that neighbor's house. Um, it's kind of probably not as acceptable as the back and forth of the sports rivalries, which is kind of weird. Uh, but we should take more of a stance in our faith and not be afraid to share with others because the faith that we have is, you know, I hate to break it to you, a lot more important than our allegiance to some particular team, some sports team. And, you know, we see people wearing jerseys almost every day of the week. People have flags on their front porch of their house with their team logos and colors. And people wearing their hats and sports teams apparel. We have stickers on cars, flags on people's windows as they drive by with their their college or sports team, whatever. And, and, uh, and just walking around my neighborhood, it's crazy, but I've counted five, five. Number one Carolina Gamecocks fans license plates on the front of their vehicle. I, I'm still I'm still trying to find which one is the number one. It it's it's a lot. I feel like there should be some sort of competition. But 
if we think about that, how many people wear apparel and hats with Jesus like in it or, or a flag with Jesus on it or put Jesus stickers on our, our vehicles? It's definitely not as many as the sports fanatics. I mean, I know. So, for instance, for me, I have I have a couple shirts. I have a hat that I wear that um that says something about God or Jesus or have scripture on it or have a cross, whatever like that. But um, but the sports, everybody has sports stuff. I mean, so do I. I'm not saying I'm not one of those guys. I wear Cowboys hat. I wear Cubs stuff. You know, it happens. Um, but very the the population that wears Christian apparel and all that pretty small and uh and a lot of people might be thinking well here's the thing with all that sports stuff uh we can all relate to sports and find something to talk about and you know it's common ground and when I th- when I think about that common ground I think of this not everybody likes your team sure not everybody likes football. Not everybody likes sports. Not everybody, right? But when it comes to Jesus, this is something everyone needs. The good news is something everybody needs to hear. God sent his son to die for all of us, not just a few people. He did it for everyone. Now it's up to us to come to him, you know, and, and accept him as Lord. But in terms of what God did for us, it couldn't be more common ground. It's for everyone. Not one person is left out. And <clears throat> and in talking about this, I have an interesting situation at home right now with my daughter, Lola. <clears throat> she made a new friend who's really nice. They, they, they like each other. Uh, they want to be, you know, good friends. And uh, she's hung out with this friend a couple times at her house. And, and it's been going good and all that. <clears throat> but this friend doesn't share the same Christian views as we do. And Lola feels strong about her <clears throat> wow, feels strong about her beliefs and wants to stand up for Jesus and what for what she believes is right and what we believe as a family is truth. But she also doesn't want to offend her friend and possibly lose that relationship. So we're kind of trying to have these conversations on like how to do that well, share the gospel and hopefully not lose the friendship and best case scenario you get a strong relationship and a a saved friend like it could be good and there's been a few conversations with mom about it you know and it's it's, i feel like we got a good we got a good mission field right here in our backyard with the friend where where something good can happen but what i really like is that uh lola is gently coming at this and asking for our help and asking how we do that because she feels in her heart that she wants to stand up for God. She wants to stand up for Jesus and our beliefs and and show this friend, hey, this is the right way to do it, which is a far different way than Lola has gone at people in the past uh, that have specifically different opinions. And specifically, when we talk about the sports arena and things like that, I have a text saving my phone. It's going to be in my phone forever, whether, whether I switch phones, like all that stuff. Um, it's one of the favorite texts I've ever received in my life. And it's about Lola. Here it is. I'm going to put it up next to me. Uh, It's from June 21st, 2016. By the way, that's the year the Cubs won the World Series, by the way. 2016. Great year. Anyway, Lola was eight years old. She had a friend over for our house for, you know, like a play date. When I was at work, Lauren texted me this. 
Here we go. It says, Lola had Avery over to play. All was going well until Avery saw the Cubs bag and said, the Cubs are not good and the Sox are winning. Lola stood up, hit her, pushed her out of her room, then yelled, send this traitor home. Oh my world, word, so dramatic. I had to discuss with them that it's best not to discuss sports together. Sweet Jesus, how does she even know what a traitor is? And why is her reaction so intense? And then my response was, that's my girl. That was a proud day. And uh, so the growth that I see in Lola, you know, like she's not, she's not, uh, didn't hang out with this girl, find out the girl doesn't share her beliefs. And she hit her, pushed her out and said, get this traitor out of here. No, she's growing, maturing, deciding, hey, this is something I really want to stand up for, but I want to do it the right way. And I want to do it and continue my friendship with her. And even though we have our differences, I want to keep this thing, you know maybe get her saved and show her how good Jesus is. And I think that that's something we should all do a little bit more. Um, I don't, I don't think it, I know what we should, um, think about whenever you're around somebody and you're not talking about Jesus and something comes up where you could, and then you decide not to, that you'd have no problem arguing your stance on your team compared to others and things like that. And then be like, you know what? I should just stand up for Jesus and talk about him. You don't, it's not weird. You might think it's weird, it's not weird. It's good for you. So that's kind of what I have today. No, there's no scripture I put in this today. It's just kind of like a feeling. You got to do a little, um, you know, top of the top of the mind kind of Devo podcast thing. And hopefully you liked it. Hopefully it was good. You got something out of it. Maybe you're like, you know what? I argue with people all the time about Carolina. And maybe I should start arguing with people. Not arguing. You can't argue somebody into the promised land but you can you can be an advocate for jesus a little better i mean it is the great commission does say to do that so yeah there's that you guys have a great week and i'll see you next time